Hey, welcome to the Adler.tv show. I'm Chris Adler, and I host a podcast. Last year, 2019, my goal was to get 50 episodes done, and I got 30 done. It's it's not really a win, but it wasn't really a loss because I had a whole bunch of other stuff on my shoulders as well. Uh, I did 20 daily documentaries for the Rick and Bubba show. That's my real job. So I did 30 podcasts, 20 of those daily documentaries, in addition to all the stuff that I do every single day as well. So it's not really a win, but it's not really a loss. It's just another reason to keep on pushing. Anyways... Thanks for coming back. Today's guest is Drew Cunningham. She's an FM radio DJ on Birmingham Mountain Radio, heard on 107.3 FM, and she invited my wife and I to come to the studio to be guest DJs on the all-female artist show that Drew hosts called She Show. Uh, Drew is also a speech therapist, and she has a son who's an actual genius, so we're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, I also recorded this podcast in October of 2019, so some of the dates are kind of weird, so sorry about that. Glad to be back. Here's Drew Cunningham. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about shooting in the studio because this is an actual radio studio. I'm not going to have to cut out like you know, sounds of dogs barking or like, you know, my dog running around on the floor. This is an actual place for sound. We have a sign on the door that cautions anyone, even people out in the waiting area. We are uh, at the studios for 107.3 Birmingham Mountain Radio. Uh, They are located kind of in the same facility as Good People Brewing Company. And I'm sitting down with Drew, who is the host of a weekly show called she show and uh she has been cool enough to invite myself and my wife to be guests on her show so before we are live on the she show i've convinced drew to sit down and talk to me about radio and the music industry and uh, speech therapy too if you're open to talking about that oh sure so thanks so much i'm so excited thanks for having me i haven't uh i don't think i've been on the airwaves with you in about 10 like years. 10 years yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah which is awesome we were uh we were fellow djs on live 100.5 which is kind of uh the precursor to this radio station it was kind of the in-between step between 107.7 the x which was a big time birmingham alternative radio station and now this long-running super successful awesome to see blessing to the city of birmingham radio station called birmingham mountain radio it's so cool to see what you guys are doing uh you are a regular on birmingham mountain radio as well but that's more of kind of the normal programming on the station uh, how long has She Show been going on? What led to it? And what is your, what's your goal for the show? I see. I guess this is the sixth She Show. I did the first two by myself. And then we started guest DJ sets where I pick half the music and my guest picks the other half of the music. So you're, you're guest DJ number four. Awesome. Uh-huh. So, and my wife and I are the first couple to be on the show. First couple. Okay. Actually, your wife is the first official female guest DJ that we've had. It's all men. <laughs> that's great all these that's men so are wanting to be it's funny but the people are tearing me up wanting to be guest djs on the show and it's mostly men that's so funny yeah you know what all right well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cut straight to this question then because i do see this i've seen this as a trend in my life why do a lot of women have trouble with women 
singer-songwriters and, and lead singers and women singing women music. Why, why, a lot of times you, you hear that from women specifically that they generally don't like women singing. Well, I think that's in our biological makeup in a way. <laughs> no. I really do. It's, women are kind of competitive with they each are very other competitive, for yeah. resources, just like in the animal kingdom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, there's no rules. No. Drew, oh, wow. Drew <laughs> no, said are, it, not me. They are, they are a little competitive with each other. And so I think that that might be it. But, you know, I hear a lot of guys say that you will hear guys say, I don't like women artists, really. Right. I just don't really like them, you know. <laughs> So we're trying to change that with the She Show. But what I've noticed is a lot of men are very enthusiastic about the show. Um, But I think women just kind of have a... I don't know. It's a competitive edge. Let's is, just say it a is a little edge. competitive. Or, or their women are just super over the top about their female artists that they might be a fan of. Absolutely. Like, like I've noticed that women don't really have an in between. Like my wife, uh, sh- she was throwing together the songs, and I think you gave us six or seven songs or something like that. Right. And Aaron said that I get to choose two of those, and oh, I was like, okay. "How is that math?" Okay. <laughs> she said, "It's called the She Show." That is correct. <laughs> and so I tried to maybe find a different song. And look, nothing against Ani DeFranco, but um, <laughs> the, just me suggesting removing Ani DeFranco from the list made my wife Uh-oh. like blood came from her eyes and she almost scratched out my eyes. Um but yeah, it's so funny to see a lot of women that either are, are are not a fan of a female artist or they are just over the top, over supportive. And I I, I feel that uh, overwhelming support from women towards their female artists as well. I, and I've had a lot of women that are super supportive of the She Show. I've had lots of new people reaching out to me, wanting to do things. Girls Rock, Birmingham sent yeah. me something. We're probably going to end up doing a lot of things with with Girls Rock and the upcoming Moonstone Festival. That's all female artists oh, at wow. Sloss Dock. So we'll be involved with that too. I'll probably, Lauren Elizabeth is the organizer of that festival. So my plan. I haven't asked her yet. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but I'm planning on trying to have her come and do a guest DJ set surrounding the moon stuff. So there are a lot of women that are really into the she show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is that um, is that going to be like Birmingham's version of Lilith Fair or oh. something like <laughs> yeah, that? It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> my wife will be there. Seriously, my wife is like all about like Lilith Fair and Tori Amos and just all those artists. So like we brought a lot of that for for the heat on the she show you tonight. sure did yeah, yeah. She, it'll be great she'll have to come it's great art rose of the west is a really great artist they're from up north like michigan or somewhere like that but they recorded their album here in birmingham they're on communicating vessels the oh, label cool. here and the watson twins who play with jenny lewis all the time they're they're part of the festival but yeah people should check out that lineup because it's going to be pretty incredible awesome awesome drew i'm just I, I just want you to know that i appreciate you still being my friend after me no longer working for the the hip and cool radio station here in town <laughs> i'm so out of the loop i go to like one concert a year i see i see nighttime in birmingham like twice a year i am a homebody loser and i appreciate you still being my friend and keeping me in the loop about what's cool oh so um Let's talk about some of our um, our old 
Live 100.5 days. Okay. So one of my favorite things that we used to do on the Live 100.5 days was the Tuesday Night Music Club with you and myself and Reg. And sometimes we'd have like a guest come in too, but we would just bring music to the table and just give oh dj coco he sat oh, in on a couple right. of them he that's sure right did. who's our like andrew thorpe yeah our yeah. british bloke buddy yeah. uh is bloke bad bloke's okay no, bloke right? is good bloke is okay yeah. okay shoot <laughs> bloody's a cuss word bloke is not oh, okay that's right that's right <laughs> i remember um i found out because it's in independence day will smith is like let's shoot those alien bastards and i didn't know bastard was a bad word <laughs> And so I came home and I was playing video games, talking to my brother and we're both little kids. And I was just like, shoot the bastard. And my dad's like, don't say that. I was like, okay, sorry. But um, yeah, we did the Tuesday Night Music Club. And back to my point, um, it was a fun time to just have people present other music. And it was kind of a vulnerable place to be because you'd be like, oh man, oh, my song goes over good on the radio waves and in the room, you know, with the people that are listening to it. But that was a fun time. And it was a cool thing that like you really didn't see like for let's just let's just bring let's just let's just open let's just what's the pull the curtain back let's just pull the curtain back on what is the current fm radio industry you really don't have the djs choosing music not at all yeah um and a lot of times on these cooler independent stations you might have a show here or there um but if you're listening to like classic rock across the country of the united states you listen to an FM classic, classic rock radio station, and the voice that you hear, they might not even live in the same part of the country that is correct. as you because of just like FM radio kind of got blown up. And you were, I mean, you've been in radio for a long, long time. time. So you you saw both sides of it. You saw the change, and uh, you've been successful in both worlds. So congratulations to you on that. Thank you. Actually, I guess I really never have worked for a station that was programmed somewhere else. I've always been local, Birmingham yeah. from the X to Live 100.5 to now. I've been I've been lucky. And before I was at the X, I was at Lightning 100 in Nashville. Nice. Yeah. That's right. So That's same right. Thing. So I've escaped the corporate world yeah. of radio. Yeah. And it always, and, and when corporate comes in, and takes over an independent station it's gone yeah that's what happens yeah yeah yeah. but i think we're successful birmingham mountain radio is successful because of that local connection this is that is the only thing that terrestrial radio has to compete with the five million internet satellite all the outlets that people have to choose from the only way you can get people to connect with you is to have the local connection and that's what we've got yeah yeah and that's so cool and that's what's one of the super cool things about you guys being located down here um you know you're in the heart of downtown birmingham and a lot of the things that are going on because like when we were doing back in the live 100.5 days there was no regents field right there was no iron city there was like workplay as far as downtown venues and boy did we promote the heck out of workplay. Sure if there was a show at workplay, we would tell you about it. <laughs> but man, uh, it's just really cool to see the city continue to grow and I really do feel like we were a, a, a cool stepping stone that helped 
helped continue to push the city forward towards like hip things you know when we started birmingham mountain radio we were down in the basement of a little advertising agency in forest park and it was 2011 early 2011 and i would call gino our program director and say gino what what am i supposed to talk about what have you got for me to talk about and he'd be like nothing whatever nothing we don't have anything (laughs) and boy has that changed you know now it's like you're almost like people get upset if you don't talk about them enough we have to be really careful we have so many things to talk about we have we struggle to give people equal time yeah 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 and that's i mean you can't have a city without that kind of stuff right you know like you have to have this kind of hip young culture to feed the city for years to come you know and birmingham didn't have a whole lot of that so it's Mm -hmm. really awesome to see the city to continue to do well Mm -hmm. Uh, just to continue to ruin um fm radio for anybody that might not be listening to a cool hip local station uh there's this thing called voice tracking oh yeah and so your dj might not even be like probably isn't even live that's right that you're listening to when you're like hearing a dj talk in between songs they might just have done this thing called voice tracking and this is so inside but we got to tell people drew we got to tell we got to let them know um that's when you go and sit in the studio and i used to voice track like because a lot of times i was on from like because you had the midday show on live 100.5 like the lunch you know the drive time three i was on or 10 to 2 10 to 3 2 something like that yeah yeah and that's like it's it's so crazy how like drive traffic is something that you really have to think about and cater to yes um but some stations do a really bad job of catering to just that 15 minute drive time without trying to get people to listen longer right like so they'll play a song three times an hour during that drive time and i'm just like what are you doing like you're pushing people away there's no way that I mean, there's no way this can be good for long-term listenability. Right. But anyways, so voice tracking is when you go in, and a lot of times I would voice track my last two hours just because it was just, you know, it was getting late. I had, I had to be up the next morning right. or whatever. And so it's this crazy software program. You sit down, and you can hear the last, like, 15 seconds of a song so you kind of know what mood to be in when you're talking with your voice, you know? And it'd be like uh, some, like, you know, the end of some song, like uh, – uh, counting crows and so you you knew if it was like a sad counting crows or an even sadder counting crows song so you knew what kind of tone of voice to be in then you you know say the song um maybe mention like a local event give out that like contact info send us the text do you remember we were doing send us this a text that was terrible it remember was that a, yes that was when we learned that people are not nice when they're sending a text it was bad yeah it was but it was also like super clunky it was like it wasn't it wasn't the best way to communicate with people at no. all but like the the corporate higher up were like pushing it on us to use it for yep. some reason i'm sure that the people once the people started texting us like they were just selling everyone's phone numbers that they you know they probably that they, they, probably were yep. gosh yeah ridiculous we didn't even know it but we were just feeding into that, that whole i remember corporate. people saying some pretty cruel things to me at that time and that never would have happened on the x when we only communicated by phone right when right. they were talking to a real person yeah yeah yeah, yeah the uh <laughs> the old keyboard warrior keyboard warriors or whatever you know it's 
It's definitely a different time now. That's right. Uh, Seacrest will do a show from his basement, Ryan Seacrest. Right. And he's not even in the same room as his co-host. Oh, that's crazy. And they just do their normal banter thing, and then they're like, and here's... Here's Lana Del Rey or something. I don't right, know. You know right. what I'm saying? But like, it's so nuts. I don't nuts. know how you do that. I can't imagine having a, a co-host that you have to voice track with. Yeah, I can't R- imagine that. Ricky Ricky Smiley. That yeah, Ricky yeah, Smiley. He yeah. does the exact same thing. Oh He'll do a show that's based out of Atlanta. Right. He does it here in Birmingham, yeah. sitting by himself. Yeah. And we never know that he's not in the same room with his his morning crew. That's, that's crazy. always with him. Yeah. So yeah, the the nature of radio has definitely changed. I remember when I was working at Live 100.5, and this is when the economy was just uh, terrible. It was horrible, and just everybody realized that we either need to be a Birmingham Mountain Radio, or we just got to make it so that our radio station takes the least amount of money possible. Right. So you saw these people that were working, you know, afternoon shifts, just. All because we were in a cluster, meaning like there was a sports station in town, there was a classic rock station, a urban station, a classic. I'd already say classic rock, and then us. You know, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of stations in one building, and we just saw people carrying their things out. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I ever told you that story. I'm in the studio one day, and just voice talent after voice talent just was carrying their stuff out it was just like the reckoning happened in fm radio across the country and that that switch was changed to a voice tracking world yeah absolutely and the whole world changed as far as fm radio was concerned yeah so um you are also a for your, for your job. You're also a speech therapist. Correct. So you, what do you do? What, what is is that? Home visitations or something? Uh, right now, I'm doing home health. Yeah. And so that's right. I go. I work with adults, and it's a medical related job. You know, a lot of speech therapists work in the schools with children. You know, yeah. but I work um, with adults, and I, I work at the hospital, and I also do um, home care visits. Cool. Mm-hmm. So what are your patients generally, um, kind, what kind of scenarios are they work dealing with? A lot of strokes. A lot of people, okay. because strokes often get your communication ability and your swallowing ability. A lot of people don't know that speech therapists also rehabilitate swallows when gotcha. something has happened to to cause a disorder. You know, some people are not even able to eat after yeah. you know after something like that and so you do you know you do exercise you become a physical therapist for the throat wow. almost, and then that restores their ability to eat so you know if if you're successful and uh, but a lot of people with strokes a lot of people with parkinson's disease so i see that a lot of people with that um and different other things too a lot of bad things you know what once you're an adult and need speech therapy something has happened to your brain mm-hmm. and so you've had you've been through something pretty rough at that point like car accident or you see yes car accidents absolutely head injury we see a lot of head injury and um cancer oh it's yeah wow okay so that can it just depends on what part of the brain is affected by the cancer that is correct it's it you know um that's right whatever part of the brain is is affected is what's happening i i got pretty in the hospital i got pretty good there was one time i hadn't i don't know i hadn't seen the chart saw the guy 
um, and he couldn't start a swallow at all. And I looked at him, I said, you've had a stroke in your brain stem, haven't you? And the nurse was in there and he said, how'd you know that? And I said, I just know it. You yeah. know, I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Besides car accidents, what is the thing that's causing the most traumatic brain injuries? Let's see. It is car accidents is usually, oh, and falls. People falling a lot. Yeah. And alcohol use, you know, it's heavy alcohol use, falls. Yeah. And of course, car wrecks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you can drink so much that it, like what happens to cause you well, to not be able there, to speak? There's the head injury. There's the head injury that comes like if you fall, oh, if gotcha. you have an accident, you know, when you're drunk. But then I also see people who haven't had a traumatic injury who've just had, they've been drinking for years and years and they actually get a dementia. Mm. There's a dementia that's, that's that associated with that. With that. Yeah. yeah. Because you, we not only work on just direct communication, but cognitive skills too. Yeah. You know, people's decision making and. Right safety awareness and that kind of thing yeah, yeah yeah as far as decision making they're seeing that just like brain injuries tend to people that that have brain injuries tend to make much more rash decisions absolutely and like sometimes poor decisions That's right um which is crazy when you see it, it makes you wonder like what's playing into that uh when you see like ex-athletes with all this violence that you know tends to plague a lot of these athletes, you're like, is that playing into it? Plus the fact that they've been a king in the in their own universe, you know, that, absolutely that kind of thing. Here's what happens with athletes: they have head injuries, and, and you know, at a young age, so they will have a dementia that sets in at a young age. You yeah. know, it can start in their 40s a lot of mm. times, and um, it is a really it's called frontotemporal dementia because the injury tends to be here and then here on the side, your temp, you know, frontal and temporal lobes of the brain. Yeah, and it is that is a rough dementia because physically they'll be fine mm -hmm. they'll be running around but their mind they're very disinhibited they tend to be very in, socially inappropriate mm -hmm. and very difficult it's so difficult for their families to deal with but i've had people like that and sure enough they had a history of playing football love football and yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, football is man the magnifying glass is getting shown on football and it's negative effects because for a while there and and then and then the t the page turned so, so that the care is becoming better but like the better the care gets the more that we're seeing like okay the kind of the entire nature of this sport right is kind of a problem yes. Um, I know, and I love it. I spent all yesterday watching. I, I watched football. football. I watched football all day yesterday know, too. And I you love know? it. So it's but. like, what can we do? What can we do? You know, I and as know. as an educated person, like I, I'm not the football savior. I'm not the per, I'm not the protector of the brains. Right. You know? Right. But at the same time, as an educated person, <laughs> you're like, we got to do something about this. You know. I know, and I know, and the protective headgear. I see those. You know, just those injuries, those spines compression injuries yeah. all the time and you know when when they're playing and um, the other thing is boxing you know you think oh, about yeah. Muhammad Ali oh, yeah. with Parkinson's disease you yep. know and then you know and I think a lot of these football players also not only get that that I think you see a lot of Parkinson's disease in them you know yeah. at a relatively young onset like in the 50s you right. know 
uh, evidently Ali for a while in his in his career um, he was thinking that like the brain was like your hands and you could build up calluses on it oh, and so God. he would literally spend time taking shots to the chin right in practice as part of his conditioning right where it's like no dude this is that is not how it works yeah it is it's it's an egg and once it's scrambled that's fair it's you bad you can't news. do anything about it yeah that's yeah. right so that's that's you know that just shows you how much things are changing how much we've learned that kind of thing but um i can't say anything i have gotten heavy heavy into ufc and mixed martial arts like i'm all about it i don't know what's going on with me drew like i have been <laughs> studying this hardcore for like the past two years and there was a fight on last night i paid to watch it right and it was amazing uh israel adesanya took on robert whitaker and the champ robert whitaker went down i mean spoiler alerts people sorry drew <laughs> sorry if i'm spoiling anything for you but i, I am, can't watch it i'm I can't all watch about that. it yeah 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 let me tell you wh why I'm into mixed martial arts. Okay. And it, it, I know you were saying that you can't watch it. My wife is the same way. She's like, what is this? What are these monsters doing to each other? And I'm like, that guy's a good family man. He's a good father and he loves anime. You know, it's like all this stuff. <laughs> I like know the backstories on these people. It's, it's crazy how much I've gotten into this. But it really is one of the purest forms of competition that's out there. Like there's no umpire or really that's like, capable of saying like pass interference right and totally changing the game right, you know what i'm right, saying right. it's just two people and granted you know you've got like there's no eye poking so like your 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 uh your ref or whatever that's in the ring it's gonna be looking out for stuff like that so but as far as like just person versus, versus person it is just like it is one of the most pure forms of entertainment and like i get all nervous and like i'm like eating way too much as i'm watching these people fight and it's just uh, it's unreal so what you're watching is it really they call it mma mixed martial arts and it really is tons of different martial arts put into together. one like you have to be good at boxing right because we're standing up and if we're if we if we're trying to punch each other you got to be a really good boxer right right and then but kicks are allowed too oh. so you got to be able to do kickboxing uh. which is a whole nother sport you know right and then a lot of times people in the kickboxing world uh, they, they're using like muay thai techniques which is a type of kickboxing okay so we're covering we're getting closer and closer with as distance gets you know as the two people get closer and closer to each other uh, you know closing the distance that term you know you've heard that before so you've got boxing you've got kickboxing or mu muay thai whatever you want to call it and then you get closer and then once they clinch up that's wrestling oh, like just like yeah. you know greco-roman wrestling in right. the olympics or like judo when you see people throwing the other person to the ground they're like whoa how they do that that kind of thing you got to know that when you're in that kind of distance from your opponent and then what if it gets taken to the ground what if you tackle me or i tackle you now we're on the ground and then that's jujitsu oh so you have to know all these arts and within these there's tons of different variations maybe you choose this kind of boxing maybe you're a southpaw boxer you got to know how to deal with that or maybe you're a different kind of kickboxer or, or you know you do a lot of, of body kicks instead of leg kicks by the way leg kicks are this thing that like it's it's unreal if you're if me a tiny little dude i can chop down a gigantic tree if i'm good at leg kicks okay you see what i'm saying like mm. if 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 i have a trick that you don't know how to deal with at any stage of a conflict you're done you're out you lose so that's what i'm watching 
This is so foreign to my shisha world. Oh my goodness, I completely forgot we were sitting here supposed to be talking about shisha. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, Drew. All right, Drew, you are one of the first people that ever talked to me about how deodorant is bad for you. Oh, yeah. You're the, seriously, you're the only, you're the first person to ever tell me this. And I was like, what? Well, I just now got to where I'm regularly putting on deodorant. Now you tell me it's bad for me? So I've been living my life thinking that. And like, I only wear deodorant on days when I'm like going to be working around strangers. People, uh-huh. Yeah. Not even like my normal coworkers. They have to deal with it. Wow. I, I've moved well, to that level gone to, the, to the extreme. Well, it's I'm losing friends rapidly, but I feel better. <laughs> I feel better as a person. Um, seriously, give me the lowdown that on that. Uh, you were talking, you telling me one time about like a stone that you can use yeah, instead. Yeah, the or stone that you kind of get wet, and and now and I actually don't use that anymore. I use it's a liquid crystal, but it's a liquid. That's okay. It, but it but it does. Here's the important thing: you do not want to block your sweat glands and that sweat action. You know, people love to be dry, dry, dry. They right. love it, but and it's it's very socially acceptable to be. so dry you know i went to an event here recently and there was not and i had to wear my birmingham mountain radio t-shirt and um their their air conditioner was and of course it's been 103 degrees every day the air conditioner at the place was not working well and i was horrified (laughs) it was i mean half my shirt was soaked and i was running to the restroom and and flapping my um, shirt and there there was no hand dryer in the restroom so i was just flapping it around going lord please let this evaporate (laughs) and it wouldn't but it's true it's because i I do wear deodorant because and you know it works great for odor but boy for a stem in that flow but it's not good to be it's not good to dry it's not and, and if you for women i mean if you think about it um there's an association with breast cancer because if you're clogging up this all your lymph tissue is in your armpits and if you you know if you are clogging that up you are keeping the toxins in there your body has got to get rid of it there's a reason why we sweat other you know not only does it cool you off but you're getting rid of toxins in your body so where can I get some of that stuff? Do they make it in like a man scent? Yeah, they do. It's unscented. You got to go okay. for the unscented. Okay. And it's called like liquid crystal. Okay. I mean, you can do the rock, you know, and that'll last you forever. Plus, it's just cheaper. That rock will last you forever. I can't believe that it's just a rock. It how is. How does the rock work? I don't know. It's the salt. Something about the salts neutralize the odor. Gotcha. Yeah, cause I, so I never smell at all, right. you know, but it's, but boy, I flow. <laughs> but at least you don't feel all I, honestly i really do i've i've transitioned away from those heavy metal deodorants absolutely the aluminum is so bad yeah yes. yeah you're just rubbing aluminum on you like that's yes. that can't be good for you no and then um i used to because i'm a, i'm a very sweaty man as well i'm an incredibly sweaty dude and um <laughs> the uh arm and hammer body spray mm-hmm. that powder stuff one number one it was an aerosol spray Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was breathing it in too. Yeah, that's probably not good. And then two, I'm just putting aluminum, you know, baking powder, all that stuff. Now plain baking soda will work. That's like my granddad used that. Okay. He would just get he just had a box of arm and hammer and it was just a pat pat. <laughs> yeah. Just a pat. He sure did. Well, I've transitioned <laughs> away from all that and I'm just going only uh 
body glide. Do you know what body glide is? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's not something you put in under your arms. <laughs> it, you could. You can. Yeah. yeah. Body glide okay. is <laughs> more for other parts of your body, okay. too. Yeah. And um, so... It's actually used by a lot of marathon runners. Okay. So, because basically in my life, I get as sweaty as a marathon runner would. Yes. So I've used it. It works well. Just hanging out, being on the radio, you're, you're that sweaty? I'm, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me, Drew. I should <laughs> probably go to a doctor. <laughs> I'm going to do some uh, quick questions for you. Okay. Just some quick questions about just the music industry because okay. being one of the perks uh about you know being in in the radio booth one of the perks is you get to go to a lot of shows which is great yes because as as you know radio djs we obviously love music and live music it's you, you can't beat it it's hard to beat it sure. really is so some some rapid fire questions here um but while i am talking about one of the few and only perks of being in radio um all the other downsides are like you know you you work weird hours and you work on holidays and you make zero dollars that's so. right <laughs> correct <laughs> check 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 <laughs> so one of the few perks is you get to do see some cool live shows from time to time so what is your because there's a difference between a concert and a festival show what's your favorite festival show and what's your favorite concert you've ever been to oh goodness okay hmm this is gonna take me a minute to, okay that's to, okay to think about um let's see favorite festival experience i have to say i really enjoyed sloss fest a lot except for the heat oh yeah that was the only problem but the good perk about that was they had us in that brick building with a huge fan so i actually it actually was a pretty good experience oh i can't imagine being general admission at sloss fest you do get spoiled when when you're on the inside you get spoiled at a festival because i could take a break but um Lily May at Sloss Fest is one of my, I love her. And cool. That was one of my favorite Sloss Fest um, experiences. Let's see. And I'm trying to think about, let's see, best concert. Oh, gosh, best concert ever. I, I got to say one of my, fa- well, Jane's Addiction back nice. in the day. Jane's nice. Addiction at, um, at uh, the amphitheater. This was before, and I had friends who saw them in small clubs in yeah. Cincinnati, but I was not, I did not do that. But um, I did see them at, um, it was in Indianapolis because I went to IU, and so Jane's Addiction, and, and same amphitheater. What is the name of that amphitheater? I can't remember it. Deer something in Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, it was the, it was their amphitheater. Nice. And David Bowie, I got to see David Bowie too. That, oh, that was that's one of great. My Fantastic. Um, let's see. Now, our Birmingham Mountain Radio, our The War on Drugs was a great show. Cool. We saw that, and um, hmm, I'm trying to think. Which is a band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah we, we watched The War on Drugs play out at Iron City. We did. We, you know, that's a band, and um, I'm not that cool, so I don't know very much of their music, but it is very good stuff. Oh, I know. And The War and Treaty, that is one that I saw recently at Saturn. Um, nice. They're great. They're a couple from, they live in Nashville. Oh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And they stole little Haley Hawkins. We had a great intern at the radio station, Haley Hawkins, and she worked at Saturn. Oh. And The War and Treaty came 
in and snapped her up, and she now works for them. She, oh, wow. She's moved that's to Nashville, great. yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, thanks, that's funny. Thanks, Warren Treaty. <laughs> um, and let's see. Gosh, um, I tell you I tell you a show I missed that I wish I had seen is Bob Mould was just here. How often do you get to see Bob Mould from Husker Du? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People were raving about that. I tell you, I miss a lot of shows, Chris. Same reason, you know, because I'm double, I'm my have such a double life right 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 you know that it's hard to to pack all that in at night no joke mm-hmm. no joke um let's see what is the worst concert you've ever been to oh gosh um well it's might might be air supply <laughs> <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's like the worst I got, best ever. i got forced to that one yeah air supply um that was pretty bad um i would say that honestly one of mine because it was just so so soul crushing mm-hmm. was when snoop dogg came to birmingham okay and he didn't know what city he was in what's up alabama he just kept saying what's What's up up, alabama Alabama? it's like this is birmingham this is not you're not covering the entire state of alabama and secondly he lip-synced the entire show oh oh, it was so frustrating yeah that's i was like dude you're honestly one of my heroes of hip-hop yeah and you're out here lip-syncing the entire thing because you could tell like he would jump in every once in a while with like a uh or whatever like yeah that kind of thing and then the rest of it was just tracked ah that's terrible it was and and the tracks were like supposed to be the 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 tracks weren't designed from what i could tell the tracks were not designed to be the entire show they were designed to supplement his show right and he was not bringing it yeah like it it was just it just wasn't there it wasn't happening so like the backing tracks were kind of like muffled like they're supposed to be right kind of just there to support him as he as he does his show right it was uh i was just like dude i mean i still had fun because i was with my friends and that kind of thing my wife was there with me and that was cool but man besides mm. if it wasn't for that you just would have been like we kind of just ended up making fun of it and just like you know what i'm saying yeah, just having just, fun with it that way yeah super disappointing i haven't been to a lot of bad shows i'll tell you that i really haven't um i, I you know i got to see um here's another good one steve vi I saw steve vi with the symphony that was a, oh, that was great that's fun. yeah that was excellent um and uh gosh i'm trying to think i I had something in my head about a bad a bad experience, but I can't remember. I can't think of okay, it. Okay, you you hold on to that if you oh, think I of know, it. Oh, I know, I know. One of my favorite bands that I love live, like they bring it to a total energy, okay? And I've been to see them in Memphis, and they're great in small clubs, is the Reverend Horton Heat. Love them. But I went to their – they had a Christmas show last year at Iron City, and it was horribly disappointing. Oh, no. It was very vanilla to – Oh, It gotcha. wasn't that edgy, fast, huh. rock billy punk it yeah. was like kind of the yeah it was it like was oh come oh come emmanuel and stuff like that they didn't or? go quite that vanilla oh, okay, but okay. um it was it was it was it was a little disappointing but junior brown who opened did not disappoint nice yeah. nice junior brown that's it's such a fun amazing name. <laughs> he's amazing that's great yeah um so what is the scariest moment you've had at a concert 
Oh, so, oh, I, I got it. Okay, Hangout Music Festival. Okay, um, Gino, our program director, um, did not get all. He didn't connect all the dots. And you know, you're supposed to have. We were supposed to have a shuttle pass to get to be able to get there. So we got on the shuttle that morning. It came by the hotel. We went to the pickup point. No problem. Went to, went to hang out. Had a great time all day long. Late at night going back to the hotel and and they wouldn't let us on the shuttle because we didn't have the official pass we i guess we just had a nice driver that morning who oh. let us on and saw our media passes and let us on well they didn't let us on for the ride back so here we are miles from the hotel and we are not sure and it's packed so they force us the only thing we can do is to go back in the festival they have is to try to figure out what to do and at this point everybody was leaving hangout and we were like little salmon swimming upstream and i really thought i was going to be crushed oh that's the scariest moment we were in in between these narrow gates with this huge crush of people who are not not really living in the moment right right, right. <laughs> their heads happen. were not in the moment and i was i was genuinely scared i was gonna get crushed oh my goodness. that's the probably the scariest moment i've ever had and then to get back it was great though this guy who worked there at the festival he was working he was one of the contractors at the festival he we he said well if you will sit and wait i will take you back so we just sat and waited for about an hour and then he drove us back to our hotel yeah. yeah, festivals. You were you mentioned it earlier. Like I don't think I could do general general admission to a festival ever again. You just no. feel so like cramped and mm. just like you're out in the elements. I'm way too old to I be know. doing that. I want to sit. I know, I know. <laughs> I want to sit in air conditioning in between the the sets that I'm choosing to right. go see. That's right. And like once you once you get that behind the scenes access to a music festival. I, I, this sounds so snooty and terrible, but like there, there's no going back. Like, right? Yeah. There really is. You're just like, oh my goodness, I can, I can go in this gate and I can be at this stage, and then I can go in this gate and be at this stage. Right. It's, otherwise, it would take me an hour to walk through a crowd. That's right. To go to the other stage, like there's so many reasons why and then it's I can just relax so tough. in the tent in between. Yes. And, oh, I, I thought of another concert that was sli- slightly disappointing. It's not the worst, but when Death Cab for Cutie played sloss fest they were just they were fine i love that band i love their recorded music but the live show a little insipid they just seem they seem like they're bored i mean i get it i get it uh it's chill music Mm -hmm. it's super chill music and a uh festival sometimes that music kind of flounders out in the open air plus i and i guess i was maybe a little bit prepped not to love that show because i'd interviewed them prior to the show and i interviewed the drummer uh-huh. okay and that drummer i was trying to be really sweet like i when i sit down and interview a band it's almost like one of my speech therapy clients i almost almost approach it like a speech therapy session <laughs> and i try to, i try to be real encouraging you know and i the guy thought i was hitting on him 
Uh, <laughs> he did. He was married. Oh, no. He was all married and whatever. He did. He really thought I was hitting on him. And I so was not. I was just trying to be, you know, encouraging. It was a terrible interview. Oh, and it my didn't gosh. give me, yeah, I didn't have a good impression. So then I just maybe was a little primed not to be as impressed with that show. That is so funny. That brings <laughs> me to my next question What is the best and what is the worst interview you've ever done? Because you've mm, interviewed mm. over the years okay. countless, okay. countless bands. Oh, I, got, I, got it. I, got, I got this one. You, which one are you going to start with, best or worst? Whatever stories better go last. Uh, okay, okay. So but we'll go, we'll go with best. I, well, I, okay, I'll, I'll save that. I, my best and worst are actually related to each other. Cool. So, okay. Um, let's see. Best. One of the best um, interviews that the first one that comes to mind is when I interviewed Brand New Immortals. Now we don't remember that band, but it was David Ryan Harris from Atlanta who was great and Johnny Colt from um uh, the Black Crows, and oh, they have wow. formed a new band together, and that we just—I really hit it off with them. That was a great interview. I had no problems with that. It was, you know, that was always, and I became friends with Johnny afterwards. You know, that nice. doesn't happen very right. often. No, you know, definitely. That, that, okay, so that was one. For, That's that great. was the first one because that was probably one of the first good ones that I did. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of bad ones. Um, let's see, and then oh, I know um, the Head and the Heart were. Really Really oh, great. Yeah. You know the what what I've noticed is the more talent the band has, the more humble they tend to be. Oh no. Nice. It's kind of like the less talent somebody has, it's like they've got something to prove and they're oh, just not yeah. easy to connect with. Yeah. Kind of notice that. Yeah. Okay, um let's see. Another good one. Oh gosh, Nick Lowe. That ended up being a really great interview, but that was pretty funny. Nick Lowe was Nick Lowe was quite charmed by that, and I was so nervous to interview him because he is such a legend. Yeah, right. I mean, he produced all those Elvis Costello records, and you know, and he's got. I mean, I just think he's incredible. He was married to he's Johnny Cash was his father-in-law for a while. You know, I mean, the man has lived such an interesting life, and I was really nervous, but I pulled it off. And, and in fact, I, I pulled him up so much, I've charmed him. <laughs> he got great. real shy after the interview and was like, would you, would you come, are you coming to my show tonight? And I said, yes. And so he said, well, afterwards, would you just come find me? <laughs> I was like, sure. So I did. So, okay. So I bring my husband. Okay. Yeah. So we go to the show together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then true to form, somebody came out and was like, here, I'll take you back to where he is you yeah know, after yeah. the show well he um <laughs> he actually kissed me right in front of my husband oh no isn't that, that's a yeah that was a yeah that oh was a, isn't that a bold move that's bold Nick so i've Lowe. always loved nick Lowe, you know ever <laughs> since ever being bold and um nick that was a great interview now the best and but here's and my worst this was terrible this was right after we'd started birmingham mountain radio and i was nervous because i hadn't interviewed anybody for a while yeah. and they sent me to interview the avet brothers oh, at fun. tuscaloosa amphitheater and it was the very first show at tuscaloosa amphitheater oh, when cool. they when they opened that yeah. was show one wow band of horses was opening up. i was there yeah okay yeah. band of horses so i was also scheduled to interview band of horses well they sent me tyler ramsey 
to be that was my interview and this is the first interview i've done in years and poor tyler we sat and stared at each other in silence and horror for two minutes he <laughs> he's so he's so talented but he's so introverted yeah and again i was looking at it like it was a speech to everything i was like it's okay but i had that instinct i'm like he is so not loving this you yeah, know and yeah. i was like we're done like i mean i got i, I learned nothing from him I just asked him That's a question, great. and he oh was just blank. Goodness. So really, it was two minutes of us just staring at each other. So that one didn't air. Oh, then, then, and I was nervous. So funny. Oh, well, I was nervous to begin with, and then so, but then so then the Avett brothers were next. So I interviewed them, but they were great. They yeah, were really the easy. Chill pros. They were so easy to totally. talk to. Okay, then fast forward to Sloss Fest a couple of years later okay and i i get the list yeah. for the i get the list and on it is um they're like ba- drew band of horses and i was like oh no not again i can't interview band- <laughs> i can't interview band of horses yeah, again yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but this time instead of sending me tyler they sent me ben bridwell okay ben bridwell and i were best friends in about under a minute That's he was great. so easy to talk to so you know and, and and in fact i told him the tyler horror story i said guess what they sent me tyler and he went ooh, ooh yeah <laughs> he was like i can oh yeah i can see how that would have been rough that's so funny so anyway well my wife uh, just got here and yeah. we're going to record she show yay i'm so excited um thank you so much drew for sitting down and talking to me about she show and speech pathology or speech therapy not pathology it is pathology okay okay it is yeah, there's lots of pathology okay okay <laughs> <laughs> well um i got my shades on because we're about to do some some live radio here so i gotta be cool in the booth (laughs) and my wife is here and she's just cringing so much right now i'm so sorry that you married me i'm so so sorry um but thank you again uh real quick uh, let me talk about my worst interview ever do do you remember this this was back in live 100.5 days I was supposed to interview Colin Hay from Men at Work. <laughs> you remember that? I do, I do. And Colin Hay <laughs> did not like me. He just decided that I do not like this young American. Uh, Colin Hay is from Men at Work, and he has a, he's got some great solo stuff too. Uh, but I was a young punk, and I don't think he wanted to talk to me that day because it was bad. <laughs> I remember. Do you remember? What do you remember about that? Well, I just remember you talking about it. I didn't okay. see it. Did we air it? We aired it, but okay. I, I, <laughs> I edited it down to like cut out his groans and sighs in between my questions. <laughs> Be like, so what's your what's the fa- what, what, what's your favorite thing to do? You know, just asking stupid, stupid questions. Right. And uh, and that that you know. You, you mentioned it when you sit down for an interview it's in that in that like first minute you're just like all right this is gonna either go really good or really bad right. you know right and so he 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 went bad but you know <laughs> you learn you learn through those things he just didn't have a whole lot of respect for you i think because of your age probably, don't you probably don't yeah you? that's what yeah. i think it was or maybe just the way i look or something <laughs> did you did you interview bruce hornsby i did yeah. i interviewed how did that go on the phone it was just a phoner so it's kind of hard to tell you yeah. know sometimes those phone interviews are tough tough but i mean he gave me a lot of time i mean he gave me the time of day on the phone you know yeah um it wasn't it wasn't like a riveting interview of any kind you know i kind of went to the stereotypical like 
what was your inspiration for this most recent album? Right. Where's where you headed on the tour? How's right. that going? You right. know, those typical fallback questions when you're like, okay, where did you play last night? Where you play tomorrow night? You know, when they're a touring musician and they're not giving you a whole bunch, you kind of fall back on those. I've done it. I've done it too. Yeah, yeah. I've you have it. to sometimes. Yeah. You just I mean, we're trying to make a radio segment here, buddy. Help me out. You know. I but. have two. I have two more interview disappointments. Please tell to, me. To please share. tell me. Please. Okay. One was at Hangout when, and I don't know what was going on. Well, I do know what was going on. They that was one. I'm not scared, and I probably should be scared of this. And and I think from now on I will be. Yeah. Of you know, usually you get a list at a festival of who you're going to interview so you can prepare. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes somebody will just swing by and they'll say, "Hey, will you just interview them?" Yes. And I'll do it. I've always just done it. You know. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So that was one like that. Here's Chris from the record company. You know, cool. the record company. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here's Chris from the record company. So I was like, sure, whatever. That's good. Yeah. Well, I, they were brand new. They only had one song out. And I'm like frantically Googling a little bit so sure. I can get, you know, we had like a minute there, but I still didn't get a whole lot. Right. right so right. I was kind of going to the stock questions, but he wasn't giving me a whole lot. And then um, somebody said to me, hey, ask him about this girl. I think he knows her. It was a girl that we knew. I think he knows her. Well, that was, t- a t- I said that name and he looked ho- 10 shades of horrified oh, no. that I had mentioned her. And then, well, and that was after the, actually the first thing that happened was I just completely blanked out. I've never done that oh, to yeah, the point it. where I was just silent. I was just silent. <laughs> I couldn't even speak. And he goes, are you okay? And I said, you know what? And I said, I'm not. I'm I am not okay. <laughs> so poor. Oh, it's so embarrassing. That was know, that was a bad one. I blanked out. Then, like, brought up somebody that I probably shouldn't have brought up. Right. But and I was thinking, who is this person? Yeah, I'll never interview them again. And then my biggest disappointment with an interview was when Slossfest got rained out, and I didn't get to interview Big Frida. Oh. I had Big Frida <laughs> on the list, and I wanted to interview her oh, so bad. That is, uh, you never know what's going to happen with a Big Frida. Uh, interview. Uh, that interview would have done itself. Yeah. Oh, right? totally, totally, totally. Yeah. That's so. But funny. I didn't get to do it. I um, I spaced out in front of Warren Haynes one time. Oh, you did. Yeah. I had a really good question. <laughs> forgot what it, what it was. Right. And then I had nothing. I was yeah. just a blank yeah. thing. And so I had to just be like, Hey, man. Um. I forgot what I was gonna say, so we're gonna stand here for ten seconds while I figure it out. And then I and then I remembered then it, but there was it. a ten second period in which he's really nice though, he's, isn't he? He's super. He's cool. like super nice. Yeah. There was a ten second period in which I was standing next to one of my guitar icons, not knowing what to say and feeling very uncool. <laughs> um, one oh one of the scariest one of the scariest moments I had as an interviewer was because it was ten fifteen. And I woke up in bed, and I had a 10.30 with Roseanne Cash. Oh, wow. This was yeah. a phoner interview. Oh. And, but still, you know, you're supposed to call that number at that time. Right. And otherwise, because <gasps> she's sitting in a room, and she's got she's got this radio station at right. this time, and this radio station at another time, you know. Oh. What's it called? A radio tour or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, I, I, I sprung up out of my bed and said the words out loud, 
I'm going to miss my interview with Roseanne Cash. This like terrible feeling. I jumped in my car, rolled up. And I think I lived like, you know, it, I, I seriously think I had 15 minutes to get all the way into the studio and I ended up making it with, you know, I was probably four minutes late on the call, but luckily we had like a 15 minute window. So I was able to get my 12 minute interview with her and she was so gracious and right. so kind and just such a legend, you know, right. it was, it was really cool. But um, it's, it's time for She Show. We got to record a She Show here. Thank you so much, Drew. Thank you for having me. You are such a fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's always a joy talking to you, whether I always run into you in the funnest, most fun, coolest places, you know, like at a festival there's there's my buddy drew we're going to talk music we're going to talk what's our favorite act so far at the festival you're always such a joy to talk to uh people check her out on birmingham mountain radio you can find it online if you're outside the city of birmingham she show airs wednesday nights 7 p.m 7 p.m bhammountainradio.com Real quick, yeah. tell me about. Uh, well, I, for, I, I forgot. I wanted to ask this. Just are tell we me. Still on. We are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to ask about your awesome son. Oh yeah, Nath. I, Nath. Yeah, I've met him like twice. You know, but every time I meet him, I'm just like, well, that child is much more well spoken and going to be much more successful than I am. <laughs> and he's amazing. He's awesome. He's in college now, or is he no, out? He's out. He's, he should be in college, but he's out. He's, right. He's 21. Yeah. He makes more money than me and my husband put together. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. He works for Google. He's a software engineer for Google. This kid, I, I met him, what? He was like probably, I guess, 10, 10 years ago. So he was yeah. like 12 or 13. Right. And he's just talking about the college credits that he's working on. Yeah, he was already working on college credits. That's right. The kid just is a different kind of kid he that is just through. has a vision. He graduated and from wow. Alabama at 20 with his master's. So he, yeah. And, so, and then got a job and then got a job here in Birmingham, you know, and liked it. But but then just got, said, you know, I'm going to apply at Google. He really didn't think he'd get on at Google, but Google fast tracked him. He didn't even start off as a level one. He started off as a level three with Google. And so, the, yeah, the, he, is, he makes more money than me and my <laughs> husband put together, which is disgusting. But he's also but, <laughs> so disgusting. but here's the thing he he's not a california boy You're at right. all he has been home he's only been there since february this is october he's already been home five times well good for him <laughs> good for him he's staying connected to his roots he is when he comes back and starts a company um let let me know if I'll he's hiring let me know if he's hiring i know i'm gonna be the custodian at his, <laughs> at his company i'll be the i'll be the video guy yeah uh, if, if he's if he's open to that if he's hiring <laughs> sir 